0: And now, to today's message.
1: So anytime you come to a point where you realize that you are not happy, the Spirit of the Lord makes us happy. You are not joyful. That means that you are not well and whole. <laughs> so Elijah, when the woman ran to Elijah and was, and, the, and, and, and Elijah, is everything Okay. He said, oh, everything is well. But she had lost her son. She was not well, but she was trying to, you know, when you read the Bible, you realize that there are things that we call lies, but are not lies. (laughs) You have to fake the faith until it becomes real. That's why no matter what you are going through, when they ask you, how are you? You have to say, you are fine. So, he said, I am leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you are used to being left. Feeling abandoned. So, the opposite of our state in Christ is feeling abandoned and forsaken. So, when and usually we all go through that there are moments in our lives where we feel you have been abandoned in the project, or you have been abandoned in the work or somebody who used to or abandoned. You have been abandoned by friends, family, nobody thinks about you. Even you can be in a church and you feel that, you know, as I'm standing here, for about a month, eh, there is a member that comes to my mind, but I don't know his name he he comes to my mind with like his name his face comes to my mind but i don't know his name and i've not seen him in church for about a month or two but whatever is happening to him now or wherever he is now he may think that even the church nobody searches for him but every time i am praying he comes to my mind. As to where he is, I don't know. Because I don't know his name. And I don't know who is in the church, who knows him. Because if, if it is another person who I know is close to him, or Anita, or um, Hene, I'll come to Ohen and say, ah, this is your friend. I've not seen him for some time. But this guy, I don't know. So he may be somewhere going through something and he will feel abandoned. So Paul said that we feel abandoned but we are never forsaken. Are you here? And that is where we generate the peace of God. That though I'm going through all these things, I know that God is with me. So he said, so don't be upset. Don't be Destruct. Okay. I showed you how Jesus was busy. Today he's in Capernaum. He's in Samaria. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He's commanding blind eyes to see. But how did Jesus handle stress? Last week we looked at two of them. The first one we looked at is, no, now let me tell you something. If you don't handle stress well, you will close certain doors. If you don't handle stress well, even as a business person, you can lose certain customers. If you don't handle stress well, you can lose friendship. Friendship. An answer you can give to somebody can destroy a long-standing relationship when you are under stress. And that is where the devil hits us hard. There are marriages that have broken because of stress. And stress builds up when you don't handle it well. Every time stress comes, when stress is presence, present and you don't handle it well, with time, it will overwhelm you if your strength does not match up to it. So Jesus, his demand was everywhere. Even one day he was going to minister to someone and somebody crossed him the woman with the issue of blood he touched the hem of Jesus Jesus was in high demand but he never broke down he never broke down so how did Jesus and that is what we should eagerly search for to get to know and when I began to prepare you know as a pastor When we take the scriptures, we try to study it more to teach because we are a leader. But when I began to learn it, I realized that hmm, there are a lot of things we need to know about Jesus. Do you know that you can come to a point where you are at your breaking point and you think that this one, I cannot take it anymore. Now, I'll, 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 I'll give you a story today today I at work it happened today at work are we back? okay so I was in my office and I peeped through the window and I saw that the security man was fighting with, was arguing like very violent was arguing with another worker, an IT worker but the IT guy used to be a a security guy but he went to school so when he went to school studied IT he was migrated from the security now he's an IT officer so I don't know whether he has inferiority complex so he feels like anytime the security people are talking to him they don't talk to him like he's a senior (laughs) staff now so they were arguing like and these people drink together they chill together. They do sitting together. But because of stress, you know, there's tre- the reason that if I was a church member, I would be in this service than Sunday service. Because there is no single person here around you who can say that he's not stressed. Everybody is stressed. That's why you see that almost everybody has gained weight. When you are under stress, one of the signs that somebody is stressed is when he's gaining weight. Oh, pastor, if you are stressed that you should grow late. No. Go and read. Another sign that people are that stress, people are growing gray hair very fast. You meet uh, your friend. Your friend, you don't see him for six months. but the time you see him for six months, gray hair. <laughs> so, we have to. So I showed you yesterday, last week, the first way Jesus handled stress was that he knew who he was and he operated within. We look at John chapter 8, verse 12 to establish that. I said, give me softer versions. Okay. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So he established, he knew. Do you know who you are? If you do, if, if, if we are not here, I will not go back because I want you to, you can go back and listen. Number two, he knew you have to know whom you are trying to please. Who are you trying to please in life? Who are we trying to please in life? John chapter 5 verse 30. That was the scripture. You have to know who you are trying to please in life. Else you will enter into criticisms. Because criticisms will come and you will be criticized. You enter into competition and conflict. If you don't know who you are trying to please. If you know you are trying to please someone and you are able to please the person, you gain your greatest satisfaction. Your soul will feel achieved. Stress, another way you build, stress builds up in us is when we feel that we are not achieving over a period. Why do you feel that you are not achieving? Because of the goals you set for yourself. And the goals you set for yourself will be determined by who you think you are trying to please. So you need Jesus said that I can do nothing on my own I judge as God tells me Therefore my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me not my own will So he knew In another place he said my meat is to do the will of the father my will my meat is to do the will of the father so you have to know who you are number two you have to know who you are pleasing so it it comes in different levels so you, you 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 have to know that you are pleasing God number two if you are working somewhere and you are working directly under your boss you have to know that you are pleasing your boss if you are working under a manager, you have to know that you are pleasing your manager. Alongside, you must please the other workers also. And the customers. If you are in a church, you, are, you have to know as a church worker that you are pleasing the leader of the church, the pastor. Then if you are in a department, you have to know that you have to please the departmental heads. If you're a wife, you have to please your husband. So, you, that is why I said you have to know who you are supposed to please. So, if you, if you don't know who you are supposed to please, you end up, you go back and go and listen to the, that message. Let me move to today's teaching. Else I'll end up doing a part two in the part one. So, what is the third thing we realized Jesus was doing to control stress. Stress is something you cannot prevent from coming to you. But you can manage it and overcome it and have control over it. Yeah. So Jesus, number three, you, this is what he did. You have to know what you are trying to be. What are you trying to be or what are you trying to achieve? You have to know. Know what you are trying to achieve. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve in life? What are you trying to become in life? Were you born for it? John chapter 8 verse 14. John 8 14. Thank you Holy Spirit. John 8, 14. The Bible said that, no, Jesus answered, even though I do testify on my own behalf, what I say is true because I know that is where my message is or my point is from. Because I know where I came from and where I am going. Because I know where I came from and where I am going. What are you trying to do? You have to know what you are trying to do. You have to know what you are trying to become. You know, stress is when the the strength you are applying to a work is lesser than what you need. To apply. You get stressed up when you don't have what it takes to achieve what you are trying to achieve. There are many young people. Ambi- being ambitious is good, but it can kill you. You have to be ambitious within the capacity that God gave to you. Now, when we started the building, along the way, you know, there are some plots by us. We share war with some other plots. Four plots came up. So, whilst we started the building, another four plots came up. And the people said, we should buy We'll use it for car park. You know the amount? That's about $55,000 times four. $220,000 at this stage of the project, I would prefer to put it in the project. By now it is like, no, it's $70,000 times for $280,000, just as equivalent as what we have, we have already, already bought. I am not general overseer of a church. Our church is not headquarters of ICGs. Are you here? So you go and buy. Look how long it took you. So if you become over ambitious, you will live a life of stress. A lot of people are living on loans. Hmm. Jesus said. I know where I am coming from and I know where I'm going. Where exactly do you want to go? Do you know where you are coming from and do you know where you are going? Or you are just walking. A lot of people are walking. They don't know where they are going. Unless you plan your life and get your priorities right, my brother, you will always be stressed. How well have you planned your life? If you don't plan your life and get your priorities right, people will detect the way you should live your life. And the best plans of our lives are from the scriptures. God's word carries the perfect plan for your life. For I know the plans and the thoughts I think towards you. So the best plans of your life are embedded in the word of the Lord. And not in the words of men. So where are you going? What do you want to become? What do you want to achieve? life, a life that has priorities is that life that will not be stress if you plan your life how well have you planned your life it is either you are living by priorities or you are living by pressure It is either you, as I'm preaching now. When I was coming, my director called me. And he wanted certain things done, And I told him that, sir, in the next 40 minutes when you call me, you won't get me. Any other communication, WhatsApp. He said, ah. I said, if you call me, I can't pick because I'll be preaching. So I'll send your communication to the people at work when they send me the information, I'll push it to you. And as I'm talking to you, they push it to me, I'll push it to him. You have to understand that if you don't set priority for your life, people will determine your routines. Yes. And at the end of the day, you will be stressed up. (laughs) there are people who were pushed by their relatives to travel and today they've regretted traveling because all that they were doing here they aborted it thinking that when they travel there's a lady I know she, she traveled with her children and her husband she had a very good job here now she says the devil wants to take her children A guy is bringing a guy home as his girlfriend. We have to understand that you have to know where you are going. You have to know what you want to become. You have to know. And this must be premise on know who you are, number one. He he said, I know where I'm coming from and I know where I'm going. Finish. And this is not his own, his own imagination. He it from his encounters, his relationship with the word of God. I don't know why many Christians are stressed. They are stressed about what? We are doing a project. I have not gone to any bank to take a loan. I, as you can take a loan, how, how will I sleep? I'm sleeping hard, I remember, hey. Or two million dollars, huh? I can't preach. If God will not complete His project, He should be there. And He is completing. He working. As we are here, they are working. By next two weeks, the roofing sheet will be on. Why? So you have to know the second point. Who are you trying to please? It is either you are you you decide what is important in your life, else others will show you what they think is important in your life. Emergencies are not the real deal, they are things that are amplified as emergency and urgent. Hey, they are not the real deal, they are not they are not you have to identify we need to identify what are important in our lives who is important where is important what are important who is important where are important what what are important so when you determine all these things then you will see that there are many steps you are trying to take you calculated wrongly. Wrongly. It is easy to be swayed into the tyranny of agencies. Or agent emergency. If you live your life on emergencies, you may never end up with a productive life. Emergencies, emergencies, everything, every time your, your finances on the, are on emergency spending. your time is on emergency t- every time you're on emergency. There are times that we sacrifice important things for things that look like emergency. Please don't come life halfway, so don't waste your time to come life. Let me finish preaching like there are times that you, you you feel like you have to do something. Look, there there look when last year October a calamity nearly hit my family. That dawn something disastrous happened. And that morning, I'm supposed to, I was supposed to preach in the Methodist church. I could have easily called the bishop that bishop. This and this, this, this happened at dawn. And I cannot come and preach. And every pastor will understand. But I called someone to come around so that I can go and shower. And I went to preach and ministered. Holy Ghost spoke power. When we finish. When I was in the room with the bishop and I told him what they said, what? Some of you easily sacrifice the church for friends and family occasions. Yes. Because you don't know what are important in your life. There are things that are non-negotiables that must reflect in our lives. Every other thing can happen. You see, your hair, you can lose your hair. They are bald people, but they are not dead. You can't lose your heart and be walking around. You are dead. You need, we need to, if you want to live a stress-free life, live a life that runs on priorities. It will determine how you spend your money. It will determine... Some some people spend their tithe on... They spend their money. When it is time to pay tithe, then they are stressed. They can't pay. How? How? You have not set your priorities. It is not about exerting a lot of energy in life. It is about being productive. And I can tell you, there are many people when you drive in town and you see people in their cars, don't, don't, don't think that you feel them. Most of them are car loans. Most of them are car loans. When you see young people in their own houses, most of them are mortgage loan, um, houses. They are paying and right now they are crying because the dollar is escalating. And those who went for loan, they are dying. Because they have changed the exchange rate. Because the basic rate from the Bank of Ghana has increased. So just imagine you went for low. So you'll be under stress. Busyness. Not business. Busyness is not necessarily productivity. I want you to be a sharpshooter in life. I want you to. You see, if you want to live people say, ah, Pastor Prince, you don't look stressed like you are advanced yes, I just came from work since 30, I got home since 30 something and showered and came some people don't do any work, they are pastoring alone and every day when you see them they grow bow head bow head, bow head as if they are carrying the whole world you, you, busyness, that's not, that's not mean that you have been productive. There are things that will never come to you. If you stress yourself about it, you die early. I can't start a church in this area and think that I'll have a thousand-seater church. My father is just here. No. So, if that is what is like what you want to become, don't you think you'll be stressed out? Yeah. You'll be stressed out. I went to see him and I said, Oh, my Tuesday service day, has gone down since I went to Bible school and came. Then he was laughing. They said, He has not even gone to Bible school. Calvary sees about 3,000 people. Can I tell you how many people sit on Tuesday service? He said, if he tells me, I'll laugh at him. So he will say it. There are things. So, you see, somebody will be sitting somewhere and worried. Please stop what you are doing there. You are, you are distracting me. For, forget about whatever. I'm preaching. I don't want distractions. You can be sitting. You see, you can meet some couples walking there. Eh? They hold their hands, they are walking. Then you watch, they say, my husband has never held my hands. Me, I don't know how to do that thing in town. Hold the his hand in town. Me, me, I have to learn. I do it once in a while. When I do it, I think everybody's looking at me. <laughs> but it's nice. I mean, I have tried it one, and now it's becoming frequent, some more, some more. but that is not love. No. That, that, that is not love. Any womanizer can do that. that if, if that is your definition of love, you don't know what you want to be. Just being busy does not make you productive at all. What are you pursuing? You see, you can be spinning around and roundabout about eh? And you are not going anywhere. You are moving, but you are at one place. So one day God came to them in Joshua, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. He said that we had spent enough time wandering about in those hills and that we should go north. Give me GNT, NLT. You have been wandering around in these hills country long enough. Turn to the north. KJV. You ye have come past this mountain long enough. So they have been going around about the mountain and they were, they were moving on but they were at one place. And now God said turn off. If you have to be productive, you have to take appropriate steps in the appropriate path. Of life. Then you, you have to know who you are, know who you are trying to please, and know what you want to become in life. What are you trying to be? What are you trying to achieve? You want, you cannot achieve everything. You cannot be a lawyer. I cannot be a doctor at the same time a president and the same time a, sister, a carpenter, and I said you know, how? And most of us, that is how we are running our lives. Your prayer life is never consistent. Two years ago, you are praying that you'll be a great person. After two years, you are praying that Lord make me an international star. After two years, you are praying that Lord make me a rich man in the family. What, 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 what? You, you don't know where you are going, you don't know what you want. When I go on my knees and I pray, Oh Lord, make me a mighty vessel to many people. Since, That's my prayer. And for you as a pastor, you must know that it's not everybody that will like you. And it's not everybody that will like your style of preaching. Some will want a motivational speaker. (laughs) Some will want a a deep person. Clouds cados and that the Lester Perez and those those. <laughs> Some who want a, a very exciting. No matter how powerful Archbishop is, they are Christians who don't like him. No matter how powerful Dr Otabor is, they are Christians who don't love him. No matter how powerful Idahosa was, there are Christians, there are pastors who don't even believe that he used the power of God. I was Was it today or yesterday? I was there and then Pastor Alvin sent me pictures of some of his meetings. It was scary. Plenty of people Then he said, he said, Papa, the thing is frightening. When I come out and I see the people, eh, what I'm thinking, are people thinking that I am real? When you see the picture, eh, he said, can I post it? And I said, Oh, so far as you, you, I don't know human beings that like, can post it. If some pastor is somewhere, he's a challenge. So if you hear that people say they are manipulating the views, the people, they don't have sense. They should go and see the people there. You have to see the number. Plenty. Say you're a young pastor, you want to get the crowd. You will kill yourself. Because God always does unusual things with certain few unusual people at few unusual places, but it doesn't mean that he's absent from the others. The fact that a, a human being becomes president doesn't mean that the blood in him is red, is blue. Even the president needs a doctor the doctor of the president is not important to the nation but he's more important to the president you have to know what you want to become you have to know where God is driving you, they were going round about but God actually wanted them to go to the north, go north busyness is not productivity so this man will come out of prayer room he came out of the prayer room and he, when he saw the boy, he was scared. While he was driving home, there he calls, Papa, pray for me. So if me too, I'm here, I'm having my services. Sunday, I have my 200, 250 people. Then I'm here worried. But you are the one feeding the lion to go into the jungle to eat up praise. You are the one feeding the general. go into the field and win battles. You have to know who you are. So who are you? Number one. Who are you trying to please? Number two. And you have to know what you want to become. You see, the teaching on salvation, it began very well. I was watching. It's intentional. A lot of people don't know that they are saved. They think that when they die, then they know whether they are saved. You have to know whether you are saved now. If you don't know, that is why people don't live Christian life well. Because they don't know who they are. I am saved. Come and preach all your sermons. I know I am saved. I may not look it. I may be dirty. I may be short. I may, whatever I may be going through troubles, I am saved. When you no, so so let's say you've gone to the you've, you've you've gone to the university, the medical school. Okay, you went to medical school. When you are going for lectures, okay. If I use medical school is too far, so let's see which course did you read in school? Political science. Have you ever taken your books and entered into the law class before? Because you know that you're a political science student. So you will you get up, go for lectures. You, have, you know that you have to go for lectures. You know that you have to receive instructions from lecturers from political science. You know you have to do your assignments. You know you have to sit for exams. And because you have an eye on your graduation, so nobody encouraged you to go to class. Nobody encouraged you to write exams. Did anybody encourage you? You knew that before you can go to a, a second year, you have to write exams and pass. If you like, don't write. Many Christians don't know that they are saved. That is why we are doing the series on salvation it's not, it's not intended to drive you to go and win so-so. It's intended to establish you for you to know what salvation is. Many Christians, eh, they just came. like they are, they are in the, And I'm sure Sunday when they were teaching, a lot of things were being exposed to you. It's a series. And you shouldn't miss any of them. Then you will know the value of your Christian life. Nobody will encourage you to pray again. Nobody will encourage you to pay your tithe because you know that you are saved. So know who you are. Know whom you are trying to please. And know what you want to become. A planned life is a prepared life. Yeah. A scattered life is a prepared life. Preparation causes you to be at ease in the journey of life when you prepare well you are at ease you are at ease there are people in these dry times they don't have anything to eat tomorrow there are people in these dry times in the next 40 years their families will never go hungry and they are the same age sometimes they started the same level Planning prepares you for a beautiful life. Planning prepares you. If you plan, you will not be stressed. There are a lot of my friends who have built their own houses. I don't have my own house. But let me tell you the truth. I've never been worried about it. Never. Because some way, somehow, I know that when I die, I won't take my house to, to the grave. And somewhere, somehow at the same time, I know that by the time I'm 60 years, I'll have over 15 houses. I know it. So, what is putting you under pressure? You, 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 you will be marrying soon. What is, what, is, what is entering into your wedding planet? Are you killing yourself? So the question is, who are you? And who are you trying to please? When you can, if you can answer these two, and you move to the third one, what are you trying to achieve? You will see that Jesus, Jesus didn't get distracted one day. He didn't. Even his parents came to us, "What are you doing here?" He said, "Don't you know that I must be about my father's business?" One. I pray that if I even get only one person to understand this, who are you trying to please, and what are you trying to achieve?" Proverbs 21:31. I couldn't go to the next point. (laughs) You can get horses ready for battle. But it is the Lord. Who gives victory. But the horses. Must be prepared. For battle. So preparation. Gives you a foundation. For a beautiful life. Don't be 40 years. When you don't know what you are doing. By 40 years establishment must begin guys, young guys, young ladies by 40 years (laughs) before 40 you can miss all your arrows but when you are 40 life begins to die they say life begins at 40 the truth is life begins to die 40 at 40 you can't eat a lot of things you can eat now at 40 you cannot run the way you run now at 40 you don't have the mental strength the way you have it now at 40 the demands now you you have to go and represent your family in meetings you have to go as an auntie an uncle a family rep at 40. You they will come and put funeral on your knees, your dice. That a is at 40. At 40, you may have to go and represent a niece as a father. So don't forget to know who you are to know. To know who you are, to know who you are trying to please, and know what you want to become. Amen. Preparation prevents pressure. Preparation. How prepared are you? Don't step into marriage when you are not prepared. Don't step into a business when you are not prepared, because the business terrain hey, is hot. How prepared are you? Don't become a father or a mother. And you are not prepared. The children are reopening next week. Only God knows how much we are paying. Hmm. Tell somebody prepare. Oh, tell somebody prepare. When you know who you are. And you know who you are trying to please, And you know what you are trying to do. Stress can never overcome you. Stress will come, but it will never overcome you. Stress is like sin. Sin will come, but it will never overcome you. Challenges. Stress is like challenges. It will come, but it will never overcome you. Having a clear vision in life daily is what will lead you into a stress-free life. Clear goals smart goals spirit filled goals you don't look at someone to set your goals if David had looked, had looked at the army of Israel to set his goals he wouldn't have brought down Goliath because the army of Israel had given up including the king but David had a different vision if you look at other people to set your goals, you will miss out in life and you will be stressed because you don't know. So, you know, as I'm talking, you still know, I'm going to set my goals like Pastor, don't try because my capacity is not yours. Where I started life from is not where you started life from, and where I am is not where you are. What I know is not what you know. Maybe you even know more than me. So if you set your goals to that of mine. You will miss it. You will miss what God actually wants to do with your life. The anointing turned me into a preacher. But you can receive the anointing from me and you will become a billionaire or a politician. It's not everybody that received invitation from Elijah that became a prophet. Are you here? If you receive a mantle from me, it doesn't mean you're going to be a pastor. It means that you have received something of God that makes men into men of influence. Do you know and do you understand what you are trying to achieve in life? Lucifer did not know. Lucifer did not understand what he was trying to achieve. He didn't know that he was digging his own grave. He didn't know. Adam didn't know what he was trying to do by eating the fruit. He didn't know. Gehazi didn't know when he saw the man um, 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 Naaman with the money. He chased Nehman for the money. He, he, He had the ambition for the money and the garment. But he didn't know and he didn't understand what he was doing. At the end of the day, he missed the mantle and picked up the leprosy you have to know what you are doing to to make you stress free. You don't know what... So can you imagine Gehazi meeting Elisha and Elisha revealing to him what he has done? Can you imagine the feeling of Gehazi? He will be confused. He He will be under pressure. And at that point, he was cursed. There are many Gehazis in town because they don't know what they are doing. Jesus. Practically. This is how you can get clear goals for your life. Practically. Every day. Every day. Spend time alone with God. Every single day. Spend time alone with God. Whether you are single. Whether you are married. Find a time. Not preparing a sermon. Find a time. In every day. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. And discuss life with God. Think about it life through scriptures with God every day. Vision will be clear. Goals will be clear for the day. You see things that are important and write. Learn to write. Avoid phone because phone does not make you think what you have written is serious. Most of the things you write on phone, you hardly look for them because the phone is used for a lot of things but when you see anybody writing you can have all the gadgets, I like gadgets but any serious thing is not on phone that is why when you put a serious thing on your phone you still put password on it because you know it's not supposed to be there you have to write the vision I know I know exactly what this church will become I know exactly God God shows it to me and I know it too and some people in the church can they also see it and they come and tell me oh pastor we saw the church the church was and we were, we were plenty we We're outside plenty people plenty, plenty cars different families in the next 10 years and eh, the kind of families you see in the church if you are still around we will all be shocked. Yeah. You have to know what I do. What, when, when, when you start a business, what, I, what did you try to achieve? Did you understand what you were doing? Or you just started because people are starting business. So my have been starting with membership. No. You have to know and understand. How will it be clear? God will never blindfold you when you are asking him to open your eyes. No, he doesn't. Da- even you wicked people, if your children ask you for bread, do you give them stone? If they ask you for fish, do you give them snakes? How can you be spending time with God and you'll be blind? You can't. Jesus goes to spend time with God. He comes and he's performing miracles. You can't spend time with God and remain Natural. Every day we have morning devotion as we are praying. When you are online, you don't even come online. When you are online, your notebook and your Bible should be with you. Whilst you are praying, you are reading, you are writing, God speaks to us when we are praying. And some of the ways God talks to us is mostly in thoughts. When I'm ministering, and, and I said, I see the Lord say there are two people here. It's not, that, it's not always that I see you. The word I see is I perceive. It can either be clear. It can either be the way you, you think. That is why he said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask or think when your thinking patterns are empowered by the spirit and by the word of God. When you think, it can become and you think. So it's very important what you think. That's why I said um, uh, um, as a man thinketh in his heart. Thinking releases power. So these Eastern religions they use the power of meditation. You can meet somebody here and he will work your mind. Just eye contact. Why do you think when we are ministry the only Spirit we can let us look at your face. Then bah, you fall down. There was a transfer. There is something about meditation. What do you think about? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? When you think about your husband, what are you thinking about? When you think about your wife, what are you When you think about your church, what are you when you think about your life? Hey, my life. Hmm. It's hard. It's a hard journey. One day we'll tell our story. Oh, you're not not doing yourself any good. Do not live each day under pressure or under people's opinion. Amen. I can't go to the next one. Maybe next week I'll do the fourth one is focus on one thing at a time. I will not attempt it. Close your eyes and let's pray. Rise up, rise up and let's pray. I want you to pray for yourself. That God give me a clear vision of my life. My people perish. Pray and say, Lord, give me a clear vision about my life. Give me a clear vision about my life. Give me a clear vision about my life. Raka shakata. A clear vision. Lift your voice and pray. Zibrandi baraku sefaya, bara gaba bara gada bara maroso fa bara kita, mandeke satala goraba dayas, bara dada ba shone bara kutabaro se, faravere akasi safa zindi adia karose. Maradiba Rosa Faba Parende, Kesunde Ianda Maradea Korosiva Marandeas Shenderea Paradea Koshadaba a clear vision. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, show me a clear vision. Mara, if where what I'm doing now is not what you want me to do. Lord, change it. He said, You have gone around this mountain for far too long. The exerted time, the exerted energy, the exerted resources. But the Lord says, stop it and tend to the north. Pray that Lord, give me a clear vision. A clear vision. A clear vision in life. A clear vision in destiny. Maracata visions into your plans for my life. Visions into your agenda for my life. Maru shavala, break ifalado, zianda lagaba, mikundi ada, pararia kashada, mendo kovarendikaya, paragada gada baba, rabada baba. A clear vision of who I am. A clear vision. Maru shava, meya kudaba mekarada baba. Pray for two minutes more. Pray. You need to pray this prayer. Makasha ka a clear vision, a clear vision of what you have in stock for me in life. Makashata, in the next five years, in the next ten years, in the next twenty years, Lord, I want to know. Lord, I want to know. Revealed by your spirit, label Shianda Maragadaya, captivate my mind with the visions, the clarity of vision, the clarity of your plans, Maragadaba, I refuse to go the wrong way. Declare the vision. The more you take authority over stress. In the name of Jesus. One minute more. Pray that Lord, I want to know the clear vision. Paragadaba shikadaba Paragadia Maladona Mana Ekandene Mazua Ketea by your spirit by your spirit let them be revealed by your spirit let them be revealed by your spirit let them be revealed by your spirit Lezevala Marekesa Paradoza Marekata Magadabagade rabararaba Lesova 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 Let's pray for everyone in the church that the clarity of vision in destiny, in life will be clear, that people will not waver, people will not be confused. That they will not buy the visions of the enemy, they will not buy the visions of confusion ribondosa me paragadababa leboshakabaya rababado dede les ikabalada we activate our eyes we activate our ears we activate our our perceives in the name of jesus in perceiving we shall perceive in seeing we shall see in hearing we shall hear magadoa, in the name of jesus lord i pray that these seeds of wisdom and these seeds of your word that are falling on hearts that head will grow they will germinate and grow into mighty trees and bear fruits that to reveal your glory in our lives I pray for every member of this house who is roaming in the wilderness, who is going around mountains with no achievement, who is trying to please people who don't deserve them, who is trying to please the world and forsaking their place of purpose. I pray that Lord you draw them to the place of purpose. Let vision be clear that your people will not stress themselves. They will not compare themselves. The housefly does not compare himself to a grasshopper. Lord, I pray that your people, the Bible said, we comparing ourselves, measuring ourselves and comparing ourselves, are not wise. I pray that, Lord, we will understand what we are doing as we, we 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 stand in to build the church as we avail ourselves as vessels we will know and we will understand that lord through us you build your house i thank you lord in jesus name amen give the lord a clap offering so next week i will deal with keep your focus one thing at a time don't become a jack of all trades and master of none when you concentrate on one thing and you achieve it gives you the impetus the strength the daring power to go to the next the reason you take two steps Is because you took one step. The reason you take three steps is because you took two steps and you realized it was possible. When you focus on one and you achieve, you can achieve the next. Hallelujah. May you not live a stressful life. No. Decide not to live. If you don't have money, you don't have money. If you don't have dress, you don't have dress. Never borrow for things that are not going to generate the money you borrowed. If you borrow to consume, it's a curse. To borrow to consume, it's a curse. I'm preaching this because a young man sent me messages. And you see that he has—he's living a life to please people. He said, Pastor Prince, I don't know what to do again. I am at the point of breaking. I feel like killing myself. Because I've lived a life pleasing my mom, pleasing my wife, pleasing my family, pleasing my friends, showing people what I am not. I said do you know how to help yourself it's simple decide not to borrow again decide to start paying your debt one by one when you finish paying your debt live within your means that doesn't mean you will never be rich it means that at any level you are in you will be able to survive and that was Paul's word. We know how to live in abasement. And we know how to live in abundance. May you live long. Give the Lord a clap of someone. <clears throat> Lift up your two hands. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. As we live here, we don't leave your presence. We pray your grace to help us. We have heard the word. We should know who we are. We should know who we are are trying to please. And we should know what exactly we are trying to do and achieve. Lord, the letter killeth but the spirit giveth life. Lord, give us a spirit to pursue your word. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ louder. Be with us now and forevermore amen and surely his goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen god bless you have a good night if you brought your offering you can drop it in the basket